that if you really wanted to grow, um, like try to be unique, try to think something different, right? We're all offering one game. For me, it's like Apex. You got to be better than everyone else to obtain those viewers, right? Like if you want my community, you got to be better than me, essentially. Maddie, thank you very much for for being here. Um, <laughs> of course, pretty... of course. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate yeah, it. It's my pleasure. Like when I was thinking about who to have on the podcast, like you just you jumped out right away. So I, I really thought that it would be awesome to have you, especially because you know we're from the same city, mm-hmm. and that's like how I found you. Is like I was just randomly looking on Twitch, and then I saw, and I looked up Vancouver tag, and you were one of the first people to pop up, and you were playing Apex, so. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was um, match made in heaven, and we finally got to meet like a year later or so. Exactly, so it just, that was kind of nice. It just yeah. took a certain person to come from San Diego to bring us all together, but we made it happen. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> shout outs to you, Julia, if you ever yeah, listen for to sure. this. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, why don't we just start by introducing yourself and telling us who you are? Yeah, so my name is Matthew. Uh, I go by Maddie Seps. Um, yeah, and I just, I just, I'm a content creator, I guess, and uh, I just love making people laugh. That's about it, really. So I stream a lot of Apex, uh, lately a lot of Diablo, and then every now and then I just do a little bit of events just to keep things nice and fresh. Yeah, nice, nice. We'll get more into the stuff that you do um, outside of Diablo and Apex as well, because I'm sure mm. that people are are dying to hear about that. Because I think the stuff that you do is really unique, and again, that's one of the reasons why I brought you on is just you're really unique in what you do, whether it's your TikToks or your content on stream. So I guess, first of all, we'll just start with uh, why did you start streaming? Yeah, so this was during COVID, probably like the tail end of everything, but there were still restrictions here in our province. Um, my girlfriend got accepted for a fast track for respiratory therapists, which are the people that kind of intubate people with like the tubes, which was like pretty big during COVID, uh, respiratory thing, uh, infection. So we moved out to a small city called Kamloops and I didn't have any friends or family out there. And she was busy studying, if not uh, attending classes, whether it was online or in uh, campus. So I had a lot of alone time. And then my buddies were starting streaming too. And they're like, Hey, you should do it. Um, or at least, you know, watch us, you know, hang out and, you know, me being a social butterfly, like it was kind of rough. So I was like, okay, like I'll just, I'll just give it a try. See what it's like. Hang out in your chat, try to, you know, kind of, what's the word obtain the culture of twitch and yeah. uh ever since that it's just kind of um that was kind of my yeah i'd made a lot of good friends and i'm loving it ever since nice um so i guess you let's tap into that a little bit more because you mentioned how you wanted to get get used to the culture and stuff so twitch was complete something completely new to you before you started streaming or like pre-covid correct yeah, I had no clue. I mean, I knew what streaming was. You've, you've heard of like the XQC, um, and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like I get it. But when I remember my first time really watching it and I was like, people are watching this. Like, I don't understand. Like I get it. People are locked at home. Like they couldn't really go out. Um, but I really didn't understand it. And I remember my good buddy, uh, junk, um, when he started streaming and watching it, he was like saying all these things like, oh yeah, I was, uh, hype train conductor and we we're dropping subs and bits and people were subbing with primes and i was just sitting there like oh okay <laughs> like i don't know this thing but that seems pretty cool 
and I had no clue what this was. And then um, I started watching him um, and just like enjoying like the, the, the meme vibes and like, you know, trolling the streamer. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really love it. Like, and so then I was like, Hey, I'll just start one and stuff like that. So yeah. But it was like very confusing at first. Yeah. I'll bet. And I think uh, a lot of people, especially if they started streaming before getting into and learning about Twitch is they probably made a lot of uh, mistakes along the way in terms of, you know, if they started streaming self-promotion or just not uh, kind of being uh, appropriate for whatever vibe the streamer was. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's been times where people who were new to Twitch have gone into someone's stream and was like a little bit sussy or a little bit, I guess, disrespectful in a way, but they just didn't know, right? Because they didn't mm-hmm. know the culture yet. Did you have any of those experiences where you were just, or did you kind of just passively watch and, and see what it was like? Um, I think much like when you go to anyone's like house, it's kind of like you kind of check the vibe to see what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. So a lot of the times I'm usually just like checking to see how chat rolls and like what the streamer, like how they're kind of really, you know, controlling their chat and how they are. Like one time I hopped into the chat and it was like, like it was almost like a Christian server kind of stream. And I was like, it's like, everyone's like very, you know, like, you know, back straight nose up kind of thing, which is totally fine. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I remember just saying like a few sussy things to see what it was like. And I was like, Oh, I'm about to get banned here. So I should probably pull back a little bit. So it's definitely like checking to see where things is, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just like the streamer, whatever they want, you got to buy to, right? So otherwise the mods will be sliding into your DMs, giving you a couple of warnings for sure. So Maddie, you mentioned that you had watched XQC. Is there mm-hmm. anyone who you took inspiration from? Anyone that jumps out at you? No, not at all. Uh, uh, I've never watched Twitch before starting streaming. Um, if anything, I was watching like Junk, uh, Le Gaston, uh, Milkhound. Uh, these are all people that I started watching. Uh, I'm more of a, like, I enjoy um, the conversation between the streamer and chat as opposed to someone like XQC where their chat is just literally just scrolling like extremely fast and he doesn't even reach at. So my preference is just interaction over just watching someone play or talk about something. So. I've never really watched anyone big um, up until like when I started doing a little bit more like event style orientation. I was um, I'd probably say someone like Ludwig is someone I take inspiration from. Uh, Doug Doug um, is another inspiration I take in, uh, take some cues from uh, mainly from like the coding side of things like giving chat the ability to control my character or to redeem something. Um, those are probably my inspirations at the moment. You know, I talked about how I thought that you're really unique. And one of the things you mentioned was the ability for chat to control things um, in your stream. Can you talk about some, what some of those things are and how did you learn to code or how did, you know, what kind of programs you use to to allow chat the ability to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I, it kind of started back in the day when I was um, first streaming. Um, I think someone asked maybe Aki, uh, what kind of bur- or what kind of food do you normally eat after the stream? or at least always. And I was like, Oh, it's burgers. So for a while we were memeing it for a couple of weeks and I was like, Hey, you know what? I'll give you a burger stream. Um, so I did a scuff stream. My, my setup was next to the kitchen. Uh, so I didn't have to move anything, but like, it was like, it was just like a webcam, my Yeti mic that I was just holding and trying to cook a burger. And back then I was about a four to seven viewer Andy. And during that stream, I think I hit around 20, maybe just a little bit more. 
Um, but I did notice that chat was moving much quicker than I'm used to. And it kind of clicked at me or, and I was just like, Oh, Hey, if I do more events, um, keep things interesting, uh, it'll be better than just streaming overwatch, which was, which was one of my main game back in the day. So from then I was kind of just like looking at inspiration, seeing what I could pull and change. And then it kind of led to me learning a few scripts, finding some programs to make things interesting. And then from there, it was just using other programs like touch portal, um, streamer bots. There's another one. I forgot what it's called, but I use it. Um, I'm trying to tweak it. So I track and control Diablo and maybe finish a dungeon for me. Um, but anytime I do events, uh, it usually nets way more viewers, way more interaction and essentially farming more clips for YouTube shorts, uh, and TikToks. Nice. Right. So I guess on a, a, just in case listeners are wondering on a difficulty scale, um, can you talk about like one specific thing that you allow chat to do, um, that's done through coding that changes something on your stream and I guess on a scale of one to five, one being not very difficult at all and five being very difficult to learn. Can you talk about one thing and then what the degree of difficulty is with setting it up? Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you'd like to interact with me live, join me on my Twitch streams on Saturday nights at 9.30pm Pacific Time. I donate all my Twitch earnings to a charity called Jumpstart. They are a nonprofit that provides financial support to underprivileged kids wanting to enroll in sports and physical activities. Find me at twitch.tv slash dangles. That's dangles with three A's, okay? Now, let's get back to the show. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think probably the hardest thing I've done on stream... Um... I would probably say is the GTA stream I did for about a couple of weeks. Um, so I had it programs where I had to download a script, um, change it a little bit and then upload it to the GTA, uh, execute file. And then from there I had to open up voice attack, which, uh, is kind of like a, it just picks up your, uh, your words. It's not as good as like Siri or Google, um, which makes it fun because if you say stuff like, purple but the executable word is like red it, it was just like oh you said red and then it would do something um so from there like i would if i were to say stuff it would spawn like 50 cows in front of me when i'm driving um and the and the what i had to do was drive from one location to uh, up on top of the hill where the hollywood sign is um but like saying stuff would spawn ramps would spawn five stars would spawn cops with rocket launchers or it would spawn stuff or it'd make my car like shoot up like 300 feet up in the air, like instantly. Um, so it created a lot of chaos and mayhem, which was super entertaining for chat. Um, and then they could get me to uh, say words as well too. Um, so like, Hey, how's your day? And I would talk about it and then they would distract me. And then all of a sudden I would say that word and just, it'd create a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of chaos on there. Um, but the difficulty on it was a lot. I think I spent like, a good 25 hours of uh, researching, making sure it works. Because um, the one thing you don't want to have is when you go live and you try to do it and it's really scuffed and you have to like essentially trash it. So there was a lot of time like making sure it works. And I remember having a few friends sit in to make sure it ran very smoothly. But I'd probably rate that one as a four and a half for me. 
Amazing. It was a difficulty. So. <laughs> yeah. Streaming isn't uh, always what uh, people think it is, right? Like if you want to do things that are unique, you really have to put in some time. Sometimes it means learning something new um, and mm-hmm. going to Google versity or YouTube versity and uh, figuring things yeah. out. But I mean, props to you, man. That's one of the things that we love about your streams. I remember sitting in on a couple of those streams and it was just absolute mayhem. So um, yeah. Kudos to you. That was super awesome. Thank you. But yeah. You, I don't uh, think people realize how hard it is when you're just like a one person production team too. So without yeah. the knowledge to like, you have to like learn all these things and yeah, it was difficult, kind of boring, but when it, when it uh, pulls off in a spectacular way, it's all rewarding. So nice. Could you talk about maybe something that uh, you, that chat can do in your stream that was pretty easy for you to set up, but still pretty good in terms of value, entertainment value? Um, yeah, you could, uh, touch port is probably an easy one for most people and you could set it up, um, to turn off your PC. Um, you just, I'd probably rate that one as like a one and a half. You just have to make sure that like you set it up with, you sign in with your, uh, your account with Twitch and then you give it a couple of tokens, um, just some handshakes. That way it hit the, the software and your PC could talk with, uh, with Twitch chat. And then from there, you could have them turn off your PC if you want. It works better if you have a dual PC setup. So that way the stream doesn't end. But you could also get them to like uh, press maybe T on like your keyboard. And maybe that's like the teleport to go back home in a certain game. Um, you could do fun stuff like that. And that's really maybe one and a half too. And you could probably knock that out in like an hour if you're more savvy. Maybe two if you're kind of brand new. Yeah. Yeah, I personally use Touch Portal myself too. And I was like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And coding was never my thing, but it's relatively easy to set up. So I can confirm you can do some really unique stuff with Touch Portal. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's listening to Touch Portal, like, I think you can pay about $15 Canadian or something like that and have a lifetime with a bunch access to a bunch of different tools. Um, so very well worth it. It's like having a stream deck on your phone. So anyone who's out there and on a budget, and looking to get something like a Stream Deck, Touch Portal is your friend. So, and you can 100%. make use of a of an old phone that you're not using either. So, yeah, or an old tablet that you got from like a deal, something like that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Nice. All right. So, speaking more into your uniqueness, um, mm-hmm. you do something uh, really fun when people raid you. Can you talk about that? Maybe demonstrate it for the people who are watching on on YouTube on the video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so i don't know where that came from uh man it was like i think there was a there's a, a pretty decent sized clip i used to have a green screen and do you know that uh that meme where like the guy's like turning around and he's like ooh, and there's like a a, a beautiful girl and like the girlfriend's like kind of thing have you seen yeah. that meme before I've, I've seen that there's so many of those but yeah, yeah there's so many but it's usually yeah it's just like usually with your partner but then a something and then people usually insert like a ps5 or an xbox walking by kind of thing so i had that as my backdrop because it was the guy was like right here and someone's and someone was like playing like a hey play this uh sexy song and i was like yeah sure why not I'd play like oh that's pretty cool and then i had it on full screen and i was like and then someone rated and I've never met them before, but when someone raids, you have like 0.5 seconds to capture the attention or as they dip, like it, you got to be really quick and attentive and you got to hit it. Go, you got you to hit it fast. So when they raided, I, um, I just kind of got up and I started twerking. 
And like the guy's face was like right there. And my ass was just like kind of twerking towards it. And like people were having a, a fun time with it. People were laughing. And I was like, hey, like I should probably step this up. So fast forward like six months later, I'm in a different place. But um, I set it up. So using a program, I think it's, yeah, it's Touch Portal 2 actually. Um, but I did a kind of like a script where the camera would zoom in um, and Touch Portal would talk to OBS and it would uh, trigger it. So it would zoom in, kind of like panning in like that. And then all my lights would uh, trigger to like red and blue. And like the song uh, Pony by Genuine would play, which I'm sure if you know that song, you probably probably could guess which one it is. So, yeah, the, that would happen. And uh, my chair hates me ever since. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you've done some damage to that chair because uh, yeah, you work I mean, out, you're not the smallest guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 230. Uh, shout out to Secret Labs. It's a solid chair. I've been doing it for like a year and a half now, but it's starting to tear. I think I need a new one. <laughs> yeah, 230, six foot two. Yeah, that's yeah, going to do some damage to your chair. <laughs> six foot two, confirmed, guys. I've met him in person. Confirmed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Um, yeah, and you know, one of the things you do which you've done recently is you've done a moderator purge. So those are yeah. fun. Why don't you talk about the moderator and, and VIP purges, if you don't mind. Yeah. So every year I kind of do like a, a purge on the VIPs and, and, and realistically, like it's kind of just like a, a fail safe to, if some, if I VIP someone and they, they stop showing around, um, we only have like, I have like 50 slots, but it gets kind of full and Sometimes it's kind of difficult to take away like a badge. So last year I was like, you know, I'm just going to do a purge. But in that mindset of being a content creator, like I want to make sure there's content so that way I can make it into a YouTube video. I could do shorts and TikTok. And that's just how my mind works when I'm streaming. Essentially, if I don't, if I stream and I don't get like a clip or like a YouTube video from it, then I consider it a fail on my end. But I decided, hey, let's make it into an event. It'll be kind of funny. And so I had about, I don't know, 25 VIPs and then we kind of did a purge. And then, um, this year everyone's like, oh, it's the purge. It's been a year. Like we're going to purge them. And all the mods are like, I'm, I'm immune to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I'd be, I kept saying like, oh yeah, it's the great purge, but chat just, oh, it's the VIP purge. Right. And then, um, this year I wanted to amp it to be a little bit better, um, because every year it has to be better. And that's um, that's kind of my take. That's on my, my mantra. It just has to be better than last year. So last year, or this year, sorry, I actually got a cup made, which is actually this one right here for the YouTube uh, people who are watching. Uh, I know it's kind of backwards, but it says Maddie Sepp's uh, Purge Survivor. And then I'm going to, this year's winner was Julia, actually. And so I'm going to engrave her name here with a year and uh, ship it out to her. But uh, Chad didn't know about this, and it was all surprise. And when I told them about it, they were pretty happy about it, except, uh, except for the mods who lost their sword. So <laughs> it was kind of like a two-part uh, surprise for the community. Yeah, they'll have a chance to get it back, though, right? So. Oh yeah, hun- yeah, hundred percent. There'll be more events in the future, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So they're still rioting, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> Julia yeah. is slowly becoming a, a VIP, like <laughs> an actual VIP yeah. in your uh, in your community. She's the only mod in my channel. I have no VIPs, no, yeah, nothing. So, but it, it was a fun event, and yeah, it was like I said, like that was probably like the most interaction I've gotten when I do stuff like that. So, 
Nice. So I want to tap into this a little bit more because you talked about how, um, you know, you really see yourself as a content creator. So when you're streaming and you don't come come out with, you know, some decent clips or something like that, you see it as a fail. So are, what would you say is your pressure level in terms of creating content or streaming? Does that does it weigh on you a lot or do you just find that, hey, this is you're just always looking to get better? Um, I would say some days it weighs uh, a little bit. Um, there's a couple of stretches I'm where I don't do events and I notice that like either the interaction of chat or the viewership kind of drops. So, but at the same time, yes, the pressure is high, but at the same time, it also forces me to do stuff that like I, I want to do, like doing the, the mod VIP purge that day. I was like super tired. And like, but I was like, you know what? I need to do this. Like, I need to like, you know, there's, there's almost like a, the, the pre-hype, you know, the pre-show where I'm just hyping myself up to do it. Uh, there are a couple hard days where I was like, I don't want to stream, but I probably should just to keep the momentum going kind of thing. Uh, it gets pretty tough, but uh, it also forces me to become a better version of a content creator of what I am. Uh, and hopefully, like, I'm always thinking almost every day, actually every day. Like, what can I do better? What's the next, uh, next event I could do? And uh, I usually post like a timeline of events. So that way people have something to look forward to. Um, it's usually six months in advance. And uh, yeah, I got a few more things lined up too. So I'm hoping to publish that timeline out too. So Nice. Do you sometimes like ideas just come, come to you at the most random times? And how do you... I guess make note of it or jot it down or do you use your phone or anyone who's out there maybe could could learn from this. Yeah, I uh, I'm always I mean, like I said I'm always thinking about it so I have an app that I just kind of keep all my ideas and uh <clears throat> I'll just highlight it and I'll maybe look back on it when I'm like okay I need to do another event uh let, let's look through the idea book and see what I could pull from that um like this whole cup idea that was literally the day of I was like, oh, I could just do like the the VIP, but then change it up and do a mod purge at the same time. Then I was kind of like, well, should I get the cup? And I was like, I called around, got it last minute. It was pretty expensive. One of the mods tried to talk me out. Uh, that was actually Julia, which is uh, ironically the winner of the competition. She was like, don't ship it out. Like, it's so expensive. What happens if they don't ship it back? And I was like, yeah, I know, but the content will be fun. And I think it'll be a nice little prize. Uh, and it's something I've never seen anyone do like on Twitch, which I know is pretty big, but I've never seen anyone do any of that kind of stuff. So I thought it was pretty unique and different and funny enough. Yeah, she won. So she's probably not, she's probably not saying don't ship it out now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now she wants it. That it's super yeah, ironic that she won it, but yeah. um, mad respect and, and props for you because yeah, I can tell it is a lot of work. Um, so really like kudos to you. And I think it's a really neat idea because, you know, if it all works right, I'm sure Julie's going to ship it back to you and then people have something to look forward to next year and they can have something with them. And, you know, people who are around, they're going to be like, oh, never know. Next year I might win the cup. So that's, that's super cool, man. Yeah, that's, that's kind of idea. I kind of pulled the idea from like, you know, like, uh, like hockey, right? The Stanley Cup, it goes to the team every year and you get your name engraved. I thought it was pretty cool. And honestly, like if she doesn't give it back, I'll just buy another cup. And same cup and just kind of go again at it, right? So, yeah, mm -hmm. we we kind of talked about it 
earlier, and I'd like to lean in on this a little bit more. Um, because we kind of talked about the pressure of streaming and creating content. So, you know, both you and I were a little bit older. <laughs> We've got responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So how much would you say streaming affects life or life affects streaming in terms, you know, like, can you touch on that? And, you know, whether it's work, family, relationships? Uh, yeah, uh, I think at my stage, uh, like, I don't have any kids or pets quite yet. So that frees up and you're a father and uh, you've got a you've got a dog too. You could probably attest that it's hard to find free time. So I'm pretty lucky in that front. But like looking at my timeline, uh, like we're planning to get a golden retriever in the fall. Um, obviously, probably get married and have kids in the next couple of years, give or take. So my schedule is definitely going to change. But um, in terms of right now. It's yeah, it's I'm constantly thinking of like, when's the next content? When's the next edit? When's the next stream? What I got to do? Um, I wouldn't say it consumes my life because I, I do like to make sure I keep a balance with uh, hanging out with the girlfriend, um, going over to my parents house for dinner and just like trying to enjoy life. Um, I would say playing games have kind of changed for sure. Um, it's hard to play a game off stream just because I could stream it and turn into content. So that's probably the one biggest negative I could say about it. Um, And even just that too, it's just kind of like, "Ah, I do it a lot. Do I want to play games today? You know, like, Mm -hmm. I I think that's probably the tough part is uh, trying to find that balance, but I feel like I do a pretty good job at it. And yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, This isn't uh, your girlfriend's first time hearing about, the possibility of marriage and kids, right? <laughs> you guys talked this over, right? She's not going to. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Cool, cool. There's like a, there's like an event I kind of want to plan is like have chat pick the ring, but I don't know if I want to invest that much money for uh for content. <laughs> but that would be kind of funny though. I think Chad jokes about it every time and then like do a ring stream, do a ring stream. But I was like, uh, maybe not. That would actually be hilarious. Or maybe you guys can uh, maybe chat can pick. Like, you know, if you go to certain places they have sort of dummy rings where it's like a replica of the actual ring maybe you can, oh yeah sure yeah purchase that sort of thing so maybe keep that in mind you might be able to make it happen who knows yeah yeah there, there's, <laughs> yeah it's definitely in the it's definitely in my uh my app there how can i turn this into funny content right but yeah i'm not too sure if she she has a certain taste so yeah yeah we'll see nice so i guess i, I wanted to ask you too what do you do to stay motivated because you know, it is a lot of work. For example, when you did your GTA 5 stream, um, you know, you said you put probably 25 hours extra into it. So this is before actually mm-hmm. producing the content and being live on stream. You know, how do you stay motivated? Um, that's a good question. I think the way I stay motivated is just basically... I, I, I think I, I share... Like, I share... A lot of the people in the community, I share a lot of the time slots with. Um, so we have like, a, what's the word? Intertwining communities with the uh, same viewers. And um, I think I just try to like, I don't know if this is like a toxic I like thought, but I just try to be like, how can I be better to retain those viewers? What can I do to be better? Because if you think about it, if you go to like a food court and there's a just a hundred mile stretch of the same streamer streaming apex 
how do I stand out with all those people on that hundred mile stretch of everyone offering you Apex? Hey, I got Apex. Hey, I got Apex. Um, and I think the motivation comes from that. And it's not to say like, I'm going to be better. I'm better. Um, and I invite anyone to try to be, to one up me, but I think competition breeds innovation, which means it's better for the viewer. And that's kind of my mantra is try to be a little bit better than someone by offering a better product or entertainment, you know? So for me, I'm stuck in that loop trying to better myself in a way. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, everyone's worst critic and everyone's, you know, biggest competition is usually themselves. And if you are willing to try and one up yourself every single time, you're going to, you're going to produce better content. So I think that's, um, that's super awesome that you do that. Um, you know, with regards to Apex, maybe one day you can hire a couple predators and have a uh, stream sniping sort of thing, right? <laughs> oh my god, dude, bro, that was that was so. Uh, like going back to that event, uh, I obviously i did a I did a stream sniping event, which is kind of like a meme on the streaming like scene. Like uh, everyone's trying to stream snipe like the big streamer. So I did one, and I invited my whole community to do it. And I was like, hey, um, every time you kill me, we add 50 bucks uh, to the pool and you could use that on Amazon to buy me whatever you want, which, by the way, most of the things in this room right now is bought by chat with uh, my own money. So I usually do a lot of those events, but um, uh, because I'm a one man production team, I didn't really have a gauge and I didn't really check for everything, but I did hire two predators. One was in the algs and they were just trying to protect me um but unfortunately their their mmr was way too high but i did have them play on an alt account but that was way too high so really only diamonds and up could get into the lobby at the same time as me and i guess yeah dangles you're probably like one of the few people <laughs> that could only stream snipe me but yeah, that was pretty funny. We got in like game after game with you guys and like, where's everyone else? But yeah, but anyone lower couldn't get in. And yeah, like, like I said, being one person that could produce this kind of content, it's kind of tough to check everything. And I was paying them by the hour too. So it wasn't like necessarily cheap, um, which hindsight, I kind of wish I paid for an extra hour and then try to have like people like Max or Aki, you know, like from like different uh, like bronze, silver to see if they could get in to double check it. But it's kind of hard to check that kind of stuff. Like you need a lot of people to check it, in which case the whole community would know at that point. But it was uh, it was tough. And I remember people, people saying it was pretty scuffed. And I was like, I'm sorry, like I'm really trying to be unique. And it was a really good twist to things. Um, but I remember being in a chat with the two Preds and I was like, hey, I'm doing this event. Um, my community isn't as good as you guys, so... Like, yeah, kill them, but also, can you throw a little bit? Because I still want to make sure that, like, <laughs> you know, I still need to produce content and I still want to do the Amazon thing. So, like, if, you know, just let them kill you a couple times, you know? And they're like, okay, I got you. But they, they were really cool guys. Shout out to them. Uh, they really enjoyed the, the idea and they had a lot, a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. I mean, like you said, you can't, uh, you can't foresee everything, but the idea was awesome obviously you put in some money to hire these guys and pay them by the hour so i think um again i really respect 
to you for what you do and trying to create unique content. And that's, again, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here was just so can people can see um, the ideas that flow through a content creator's head and, you know, the steps that they take, or sometimes, you know, the, the money they invest to, um, to make things happen. So uh, good Mm -hmm. on you, man. Really? Thank you. Thank you. I really mean that. So um, I guess let's talk about too. I mean, felt like we've been talking about the pressures and, uh, of streaming and what have you but let's talk mm-hmm. about the things that you really enjoy about streaming like what are your favorite things about streaming honestly the i think what we said that the beginning of the the podcast was being able to meet people like you dangles like twitch has like brought so many like a couple of my like good friends are just from twitch and it was it's so nice to meet people irl like meeting up with g julia uh prof and then going off to twitchcon and meeting like all these people that i've spent so much time with you know whether they're hanging in my chat or i'm hanging in their chat um like i barely watch like netflix or amazon prime or disney plus just because i'd rather be on twitch and just hang out and have fun so i I think that's the that's the beauty part of it is just connecting with the people around the world and then hopefully one day going up to meet them i think that's pretty cool yeah, it's not every day that uh, you get to meet someone from across the world or a different country and what have you and, and become really close and then eventually meet in person. It's a really unique thing about about streaming and um, the online community, right? That So, yeah, super cool. And mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, if uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but if you could give two pieces of advice to any one who's thinking about streaming or beginner streamers, even intermediate streamers. Can you think of a couple things that uh, you would like to say to them or a couple pieces of ad- advice that uh, could help them along the way? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely depends what you want out of streaming. So I think that's very important to ask yourself what you, know, what you want from streaming. Do you just want to play video games, have someone stop by and just say hi and hang out for a little bit and then drop you lurk or leave or do you actually want to produce content and i think that's important to ask yourself what you want to see but something tells me because we're humans when we commit to something we want to see progress like uh for instance like uh playing guitar you know if you're six months down the line and you can't play like a couple of chords then you might get frustrated and upset with yourself and that's the same thing with streaming if your viewers count doesn't go up if your maybe follower count doesn't go up or maybe even your sub count, like it doesn't go up, then you might mentally take a toll on yourself. So I would probably just set expectations on that um, and just see where it goes. But if you really wanted to grow, um, like try to be unique, try to think something different, right? We're all offering one game. For me, it's like Apex. You got to be better than everyone else to obtain those viewers, right? Like if you want my community, you got to be better than me, essentially. So you know, work on the fundamentals with audio. Um, not necessarily you have to go out and buy like our expensive mics, but just like proper placement, some filters will go a long way. And then just like chat interaction, it's always king. You know, I always see people hopping on Discord chats, um, talking to their Discord chat, but not really talking to their Twitch chat. So you gotta you gotta make sure you, you know what you what you gotta remind yourself what's king, right? So um but other than that yeah just ask yourself what you want to do and what you want from it and always watch your vods i feel like that's pretty big too you know yeah and ask yourself like is this entertaining would i actually watch this 
if that's a no, then you need to change something, right? Agreed. Agreed. Can we backtrack a little bit? And mm-hmm. let's just say you are starting out streaming and you have zero viewers or maybe one or two, you know, just your friends um, helping you out and, and watching. What would you say to those people who are streaming and they don't have a chat yet? Because, you know, some people are going to say that, you know, it's easy to say when you have, you have viewers already and, you know, to keep that engagement. Yes, there is some work to, to engage with chat, but for the people with no one in their chat, what would you say to them? Stream like you do have an active chat. Like a lot of times with the zero to three viewer Andes, they're just sitting and they're just gaming and they're often not talking a lot. Um, you just have to, you have to think back in your mind that like, Hey, someone could click in your stream, watch you for 30 seconds, you know, see what you're like. So just try to keep a conversation, just narrate what you're doing. Or if it's like a single player game, just be like, Oh, what's over here? Maybe doing this. Um, just kind of pretend you know, like you're making a, even like a YouTube video. Um, just do that when you're live, when you're off stream. Um, the hardest part is networking. Uh, you have to network. You have to make friends, um, not to steal like their viewers, but and not to be like, hey, I'm a streamer too. How you doing? Well, like, what do you play? You know, just you kind of want to make friends. And eventually, when you make friends, they'll probably naturally want to support you too, or they might find out you're a streamer. And then from there, you kind of just grow together. Um, and then. Yeah. And then obviously the biggest thing I could probably say is if you've been streaming for months and you're still stuck at like the one to three viewer, Andy, then you need to plan your content. Like not not saying you have to, cause it's a lot of work, but if you really want to grow, you need to plan content and not just like, Oh, I'm playing apex on Thursday. And then Friday I'm playing Stardew Valley. Like you need to seriously do like unique things to really draw attention, to build up some buzz um, but if you're just a one to viewer, Andy, just work on the fundamentals and network and, uh, just make sure you're always talking, even if it's, no one's chatting in your chat. Yeah. Super, super powerful advice. Thank you for, for uh, mentioning that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You basically, I think you've touched on it as well as you have to see your stream as, you know, entertainment, you are an entertainer and you basically want to set yourself up so that you can have a couple clips or things like that, that you can repurpose into other content mm-hmm. so that people can find you. Cause as we all know, Twitch is really saturated and save for people like you and I who love playing apex on stream, you've got to do something that sets you apart, whether that's, um, you know, hiring predators or having a forehead cam, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to, <laughs> anything to stand out right amongst the crowd. Who's just playing apex because we all know, unless you are, one of the top players in the world, people aren't going to, and even then I've seen apex predators who stream and they've got nobody. So props to you, Maddie, because I know you work really hard on um, your content. Yeah, no, and I seriously, I appreciate it. And like, like you said, like people go to Timmy, people go to ASU because what content are they providing? Top tier, like wiping the, the whole lobby with like 10 K damage, you know, and that's what people go there to see. Right. So you need to ask yourself what kind of content would you give someone whether it's making inter um like um very entertaining redeemables uh like redemptions uh channel retentions or just keeping a, a good conversation flowing because at the end of the day you can't rely on chat to be the crutch of the conversation you have to be the focal point so you have to keep chat engaging right 
You can't just say, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Cool. And then just go back to Apex. Like you have to ask interesting things to keep the the conversation flowing, right? You have to, it's your responsibility to keep them engaged. So nice. What can viewers expect when they hop into your stream? Uh, what kind of vibe, you know, what kind of chaos or what are the things that you do to, to, I guess, stand out and just keep people engaged? Yeah. So if you were to hop in and check it out for a little bit, um, honestly, the, the community is, I'm still amazed how I was able to build such a community. There, there are a lot of memes that are a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, hella sussy baka which i know it's not for everyone but uh we just love to have a lot of fun and it's a loving community um everyone's there to support each other um but yeah if you if you tune in you, there's a lot of redemption there's a lot of events going on um essentially spending my money uh we'll do a lot of fun things and maybe next year you could probably even win this this cup i'll ship it to you and pay for all the shipping back so but yeah nice all right, man. So having said that, where can everyone find you? Drop your socials so uh, everyone can find Maddie Seps. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm Maddie Seps, uh, M-A-T-T-Y-C-E-P-S, kind of like biceps, just without the B-I. Uh, on everything, t- uh, Twitch, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and YouTube as well, too. So yeah, come uh, check me out. I'll be live. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast or watching it, um i'll make you vip of the channel all you have to do is just clip this uh this segment and uh dm it to me oh okay okay i'm definitely gonna clip this and send it over oh, to you oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> no wait, man, yeah, how'd you clip it so fast <laughs> yeah it's already there yeah. i also sent you another picture for um science research oh purposes. yeah yeah, yeah. An anatomy thank you thank you yeah yeah it's a big picture um anyways <laughs> I, thank you maddie for for being here I, I really appreciate it i was so happy that you agreed to to come on and and join the podcast and um give your thoughts on content creation and and streaming hopefully everyone has learned a lot from maddie and you know they visit uh I, hopefully everyone visits your stream as well for anyone who isn't part of maddie's community already check him out again it's maddie seps across all his socials and he's probably live so make sure that you check him out say hi and hang out because i guarantee you'll have a great time and uh thank you for having me appreciate it my pleasure maddie if you made it this far thank you so much for being here i truly hope that you found value in this episode it would mean the world to me if you rate and review the podcast it'll let me know how the podcast is doing and hopefully reach other creators just like you Once again, this has been the Small Streamer Big Dreamer Podcast. I'm Dangles. You're awesome. Keep dreaming big.